0: This is the Trail Trash Podcast.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast with three of the most unsexiest runners in the game
0: speak for yourself the beer's cracked we're good to go john horner
1: (laughs) garrett frederick and me the illustrious jason atnip so we are here to talk all things running most likely not but we are here to talk about mostly all things running um and uh you know you guys did not even comment on i'm sporting my brand new ultra trail hat even though I'm not affiliated with them, I still support their stuff. You can see I can't it says, read it. It says alter Trail. See that?
0: Now I see it. Isn't that,
1: yeah. isn't that awesome?
0: So anyway, is that a Boco hat or who it
1: is a Boco hat?
0: Right.
1: Very comfy too. So so we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna start uh, off this episode with talking about fueling and you know, what Our fueling of choices for short runs, long runs, races. Um, I say start out because we don't know like how long it's going to take. And if we want to move on to other wonderful subjects, but, uh, but, you know, you know, we can talk about fueling, um, you know, and I think it it varies depending on what kind of run you're going on. Um you know i i guess i can i can lead off the lead off the team at least um we can start out with kind of the short runs um i say short runs you know stuff let's i I don't think anybody really brings anything to fuel on if they're only running like i don't know let's let's say an hour an hour or less hour or less right so let's let's say we're let's 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 say we're going on like a medium medium long run something maybe 10 ish miles which is going to take you about an hour and a half ish depending on you know how fast you are for the average runner let's say an hour and a half you know for the two other people on this podcast it's probably more like an hour 10 hour 20 minutes but um you know for those
0: low poke john over there bringing down the average (laughs)
1: But I I think for me, I keep, you know, here's the thing on every run, I bring some sort of liquid with me. And that's only because of all the, um, you know, like kidney type issues I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess if it's really cold outside, I don't, um, bring something, but I usually have some sort of liquid and most of the time it's just water. Sometimes I will, um, I've been really big on the old liquid IV lately and it, and it always helps when you walk by the, the uh, jumbo uh, trough sack of liquid IV at Costco when they're selling it for, uh, you know, (laughs) selling a sack full of liquid IV. And so I usually will hook up a bag of that stuff and, and it helps out a ton. It just with the electrolytes piece. But I think mainly I fuel on like the little honey stinger gummy things. Maybe one mm-hmm. bag of like those. The, uh,
2: chews. Yeah, mm-hmm. chews.
1: I think yeah, that gets Pink me lemonade
0: ready. chews, man. Pink lemonade is the that is a great flavor.
1: Man, you know, Garrett and I don't want to brag, but we are Honey Stinger ambassadors along with every other. Every
0: brother. other one. Does, does, does Liquid me? IV have one you can get?
1: <laughs> you know, I wonder if I'm passed out in the road with a bag of it, a sack of it laying like on my chest and – I like rise up in like a video version, (laughs) if that would get some
0: sort of love. I am a new, I am a noon ambassador too. Oh
2: man! Oh, so yeah.
1: John, John, do you have anything to compete with that? Compete with what for like an hour less or? No, I'm talking about are you an ambassador? We don't give a shit about what you're eating or drinking, dude.
0: Are you some sort of ambassador? Uh... He's a manscaped ambassador.
2: No, uh, not, at least not until like uh, Mountain Dew opens up like ambassadorships. Uh, you know, I'll hop on that if they ever do. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know you were looking for that famous bowl ambassadorship, but uh, they got rid of that. So I guess no, it just more... got
2: left at the altar by KFC. Hmm. That's sad,
1: but yeah, I mean, so anyway, so yeah, I, I think that for the shorter, longer runs, the, the short long runs would be like the the honey stinger chews and some, and like I said, drinks. Pretty much live with me. I usually carry the um, Solomon soft flask, little small one, little handheld. Mm-hmm. That thing is by far one of my favorite pieces of of gear.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh. Um, yeah. So I normally, if it's like today, it was just a, a six mile run. Um, so I came home. I was like, you know, I haven't eaten anything in a while, so I popped some sour patch kids. So if it's a short run, I'll have. I don't necessarily take anything with me. But I won't go out on a true empty stomach, so I'll have like a, a handful of Sour Patch Kids or something that's super low fiber, pretty high in sugar. Typically, high sugar foods work for me. Um, and right now, I'm not taking any water just because it's pretty cold or it's it's relatively cool. I'm not losing a lot, you know, sweat wise. Um, but it, it kind of along your liquid IV, that doesn't really work for me. But scratch always works for me. Um, I've, I've had very good success working with scratch. Um,
2: yeah, I like the scratch. If you're just like, for something with some like electrolytes in it.
0: And it has a decent amount a of, of
2: uh, caloric uh, content.
0: Yeah. It's got 80 calories. So you are getting something, but, um, it's not a lot. No. And the flavor is just good. The flavor is not, it's yeah, it really highly is. palatable. Um, but it's, and it's not overbearing. You know how some, um, some ones that are super high in sugar um that you know don't really work well for me um, and if I see them on a course, I tend to eh, well sorry, staying away from that one. are we talking about rock chain? no, it's the opposite of headwind
2: tailwind, God, I hate tailwind <laughs> sorry sorry, tailwind I know I guess that means we won't get a tailwind just by ship, but and I, I hate that stuff I have to dilute it so much for it to just be tolerable and sit on my stomach okay to me it's just too sweet Uh, I have you know I have
1: to tell you I can't remember a race that I ate something that just completely broke me down like a liquid or (laughs) a food that's good I mean I I can't think of anything now I mean I, I can think of you know I can it what? broke. You. It didn't necessarily uh, break you down, the, but it, it the damn it. ginger chew. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, gut, <laughs> gut related. I'm not talking. You know, I'm I'm talking about that, not that literally.
0: Eating, yeah, that ginger chew literally broke you. <laughs> it did
1: break me. You know what's funny is, is we sell ginger chews at where I work at. So
0: you get PTSD every time you walk down there. I house.
1: do. I walk by them and I just want to pull them off the shelf and step on them, but I can't. Um, yeah,
0: the goat of uh, the stomach of a goat over there it sounds like. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do fairly well. Like the tailwind don't bother me. I mean, like if I see it on course and, you know, I think actually one of the first damn Yeti I ran um, had tailwind on the course and it was, it was just fine. I mean, I think I fueled with that and whatever they were serving at the aid stations um, that entire 50 miles. So no. I don't I had any issue
0: with it. And what then, what you're it, when you're planning for a race like so yeti for example this year and you see you know when you sign up on ultra sign up and you look at the race profile and all that stuff and you see what they're going to be serving does that alter your training
1: not really because like um they you know because he he, he pretty much serves just all the basic stuff i mean that's the great thing about his races and uh, Sean Blanton's races is that they serve pretty much the garden variety style of, of aid food. I mean, John has ran both of those guys races and I think he can, he can, he can agree with that is, I mean, you know, I remember running shit. What was it? It was um, the Chattanooga 50. And uh, there was a whole aid station that had like bacon galore. And I think I ate like 10 pieces of bacon at that aid station. I just grabbed like a huge handful and just ate it. And I think, you know, and I, when I say normal, I mean, I know bacon is something that it, on these bigger races that have like, and, and that race had a hundred mile, a hundred miler attached to it, which I'm sure was part of the reason why they had bacon. But back to, back to what I was saying, you know, his races and Jason's races typically have like, if it says scratch, I take the scratch. If it's tailwind, I take the tailwind. But like for the Yeti 100, most of the time I have cruise. So I usually will just carry enough to get to the next stop and then refuel right. my stuff there. But if it's like a 50, then I'll be honest with you. I just usually take whatever's on course.
0: Mm-hmm. So well, John, I what, I mean, what I meant was like, does that change your training during the course? Like you... So you know that they're going to have tailwind and only tailwind.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, like so. Okay, we'll use mountain mist. If you had ran that, what were they serving on course? And would I mean, that and would that have changed your fueling strategy during your training runs? Like, okay, great. I need to get used to. I don't know. Like sword is that no business? Um, no. You just no no.
1: I'm I'm. It's funny because you know I'm like the total opposite of you and John. You guys are very methodical and and um, uh, are are real like running running smart from the standpoint of like you you have to, you know the science behind it. I have no science behind anything I do whatsoever. Um, I pretty much lace up if it tastes good uh, and it don't make me you know take a dump on myself. I pretty much you know, I pretty much you know eat it and uh, and take it in. Trail, know, trash
0: by, trail trash podcast sponsored by dude wipes
1: <laughs> dude wipes exactly and I, I mean you know it was like the only time i ever had gut issues at the yeti was when i was just when it was basically because i was um that was when i fueled too much and but i've never really nothing has really broke me down uh food wise from that standpoint good john what, you- what, what 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 about it john do you what's your what's your mid
2: do you take anything on a mid long run or um for me it kind of depends on the length of the run and time usually when it starts to creep over an hour and a half that's when i start to like need something um especially when it starts to get around that two hour mark um yeah uh what do you take? (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I'm a fan of goo's roctane. Um, it's a 250 calorie per serving drink mix. Um, and usually around 250, to 350 calories. It's like the recommended amount of calories per hour for like, you know, ultras that you want to take in um, at least as a baseline, right? Cause everybody's different. Uh, every race is different. Every course is different. So the needs are going to vary quite a bit, uh, yeah. given your, your variables, but usually that's kind of what I start with. Um, and then I'll take, uh, once it, once it starts to get over, like, you know, that time, like that two three, four hours, um, I'll carry like some solids with me too, like some, uh, some of the chews, I'll, su- I'll supplement it, or I guess compliment would be the word, compliment, you know, the rock with those. And um, if it's like an ultra, then I'll pick up, you know, whatever, like more like real food they have at the aid station.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite real food?
2: Quesadillas. Good choice. I remember, I remember, at my first hundred miler, um shoot, I probably lost count. It's probably somewhere between fourteen and eighteen quesadillas I had during that race. <laughs> but man, they just they just hit just right.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a nice warm cheese
2: quesadilla.
0: Especially like from two to two to four in the morning, if you can get a quesadilla, it's it's a game changer.
2: Yeah, and if it's like you know, like a cold night, if you if they have like you know, like some like broth or ramen that you can dunk it into, then mm, <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs>
0: I forget who said that on Twitter. I was scrolling through the other day, and someone was like, "Yeah, we take our Martin gels every blah blah blah." And then, and then it was ultra runner. Yeah, I did that shit in some chicken broth, and it was so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Wow, kind of kind of wild when you think about the just the the random stuff you'll crave in the middle of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I honestly thought about I honestly thought about using Rock tane this year in the yeti 100 from just to help me with calorie intake um yeah
2: um i will say too like for like the drink mix that have like high caloric drink mix like rock cane um you want to be careful with that too uh especially when you get into like warmer and hotter weather Mm -hmm. because your needs for like hydration are going to exceed that um of what you're getting from like uh you know the rock cane if that makes any sense like i'm going to need more like water than like you know what i have mixed in with my rock cane so if i keep drinking the rock cane that's just going to be like a ton of calories so Mm -hmm. i want to be careful and make sure i'm taking enough just plain water as well
0: right i try to do on a hot run i will try to do uh, so i'll wear a a vest and i'll have water and electrolyte in each one um Mm -hmm or one on one on one side one on the other I'm sorry and then right. it's kind of every every quarter mile I'll take a drink out of the water and then every half mile I'll take a drink of electrolyte um so it'll be like in in every quarter mile so even when I'm taking a drink of electrolyte I'll still take a shot of water as well just to make sure I'm getting enough just plain water but I am I am a heavy sweater so like I I do have to be especially in the summertime I do have to be conscious or conscious Uh, of my water intake just plain water
1: yeah and I mean due to my condition that I I deal with I have to I have to take a ton I have to take a lot of liquid in
0: I mean just hyper vigilant for sure
1: right just just like when the other day when Will and I did that that 10 mile run um, I came back and even with me drinking we we drank Gatorade at the end of it. I had some Gatorade in the back of the van, and um, you know, I still felt kind of off because I I think the only thing I had during that run was just that mm-hmm. little handheld, which was only like I think that Solomon handhelds, like maybe thirteen ounces. It's it's not the normal water bottle big. size, yeah. so you know I definitely have to intake a lot of that. And the reason, but the reason for the the rock team mainly is that just helped me with calories. Uh, I mean, what I was thinking was one, like one flask of water, one flask of rock
2: and... right, And that's why I like it too, is for me, it's like a lot easier to just to get down liquid calories than it is trying to like choke down like a cliff bar or something like that. Cause it just feels like dry in the middle of those races.
1: Dude, let me tell you. So my dumbass decided yeah. I was going to fuel with a cliff bar and Will and I was at Percy Warner and we were on one of those blue climbs. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and eat this clip Bar. Dude, I nearly choked on that damn thing. Because for one so, thing, it is not like it is not easy to fuel on if your mouth is like as dry as the Sahara Desert. Um, you know, it's like I was some like father and son passed us. And I mean, I was like literally like like choking trying so. to eat that thing.
2: So my, 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 recommendation on that is cause I actually eat like a ton of cliff bars. Like I'll take like three or four to work and eat that during the day. Um, and I probably had like about a dozen of them when I ran my scar. Um, so mm-hmm. first, so my recommendation is one, um, the nut butter filled ones, like the peanut butter, like the chocolate ones with like the peanut butter in the middle, those are usually a little bit more, uh, moist and some of the, like the uh, more right re- regular flavors okay <laughs> um, laughing i don't know if we have any people who are sensitive to that word but <laughs> there it is um and then also if you are eating it um the thing to do is take a bite and then just like sip on like a mouthful of water or whatever to help get it down
0: dip yeah, it in some chicken broth
2: <laughs> yeah I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I haven't tried that but you know uh i mean maybe <laughs>
1: I would have needed a gallon jug of water to choke that two, the two uh-huh. bites down to that cliff bar. I think what, I ended what, up just ended ended up wrapping it up, throwing it in my pack.
2: What flavor did you have?
1: The macadamia one, white chocolate macadamia.
0: Well, that's probably
2: why. That's a terrible flavor. <laughs> I love those.
0: So they, I like chocolate, the flavor. Chocolate brownie is normally so, pretty, yeah. uh, Pretty soft.
2: I salty. got meals. There's one time I got mailed like a free box or two of those. They have the white macadamia and then like the blueberry crisp one and eight old blueberry crisp ones and then the white ma- chocolate macadamia nut, whatever it's called. It's a set on my counter for months because I could not bring myself to eat them because I just hate that flavor.
0: <laughs> That's funny. What about gels? Do you guys use gels? I do. Yeah.
1: I do um I do the goose,
2: the um
0: salty caramels
2: salted caramel goo is the best tasting goo. Um, i don't know
0: that salted watermelon one they make in the summer is really good (laughs) i've never had it it's it's a good one no
1: yeah i remember so when i went to percy warner by myself um a few weeks ago um i didn't eat a ton for breakfast and i was on the white loop and i and um. reached down in my pocket, had like four of those salted caramel goos. And I literally ate all four of them like at one time, uh, which, cause I was so flipping hungry. I hope you <laughs>
0: changed those with water.
1: <laughs> I did. I had plenty of water. Uh, but yeah, I like those a lot. Um, and I usually carry those on my hundred too. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, I know, you know, we, I guess that'd be a good segue, but like when it races, um, I usually feel off of goo salted caramel and the chews the honey stinger chews and then I usually will pepper in like if if it's like a like the hundred races I usually put those um tortilla shells with some ham and uh, put a few of those in a plastic baggie and slide those in a pocket and usually will munch on those in between Mm -hmm. a you know in aid stations and whatnot so that's typically what I favor
0: I will say that goo makes probably the most palatable and best tasting gel out there.
1: You don't like spring?
0: Huh?
1: You guys don't like spring? That seems to be a popular one.
0: If I'm going to do spring, I'm going to just get regular applesauce. I've never had it because it looks far too healthy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it. It so it has an applesauce consistency. And if I'm going to do that, I may as well just get applesauce. Um, Yeah. Because honestly, because the the motts twist top, applesauces sauces are cheaper, so I'm just gonna do that. So. Now, it, now, spring tastes good. um what's the other one? Huma, Yuma Huma? Huma, yeah. Huma yeah um I've had a couple of theirs, and they were the same. I mean, I feel like once you get in that realm, everything's the same. I tell you
1: i I tell you though, one of the best tasting things during a a, a, a race like that talking about fueling is a cold coca-cola
0: i love coke uh, see i don't i, I do <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i was craving something bubbly today dr pepper is my soda of choice um but it, during it i don't know i just haven't really tried them haven't really used them haven't really craved one uh, most of the time i just crave <laughs> electrolyte if anything and then coffee
1: I can't do coffee. I'd be shitting all over myself.
0: Well, I try to wait. I try to wait until the sun comes up the next morning, especially if it's a hundred or a long overnight run. And it's not much. It's really just I just need the caffeine kick. Which um, a doctor I went to when I had that injury, um, we were talking because he used to work with uh, Iron Man, like the the on uh, like the the race. Tony Stark, huh? Tony Stark? No, <laughs> yeah, wrong Iron Man. Not the not the cool one. The sellout one now. Um, yeah. so he used to do, he would go to Hawaii and was like an on-course doctor for them. Um, so he was actually a pretty cool source of not, uh, information. He said, have you ever tried nicotine gum? <laughs> no. He's like, you gotta be real careful with it. Cause nicotine's an addictive substance. But if you get tired and you need a quick hit of real quick energy and you don't want caffeine, nicotine gum will give it to you real quick. <laughs> I was like, all right.
2: Wow, I've never it. heard of that. I've not <laughs> okay. tried it
0: yet, but um, I mean, I mean, it, it makes sense. So.
1: John, I'm bringing some Nicorette to the Yeti 100.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, if you were to like do like a collaboration with Reese's for like a Reese's peanut butter cup flavored gel, I mean, you would be all set for that.
1: Dude, mm-hmm. First off, I, I would be sick to my stomach because I would just pound those <laughs>
2: things back he'd get up in the morning for the race and there would just be like a empty like gel wrappers all over the floor and a box spilled over we'd punch and just pass down the middle of the floor dude
1: i'd eat the whole box before the race even started (laughs) what are you talking about you know what i'm saying i would literally i would literally consume the entire box before the race even started because they're so freaking good i had an easter i had an easter one today
0: do y'all use yeah, i will one?
2: say as far as sodas i love having mountain dew during races and it is mm-hmm. the one thing i crave more than anything after either a long or a hard run and in fact there's one time you know back in 2020 when i did one of those virtual 50ks um back when virtual races actually kind of made sense
1: mm-hmm.
2: that uh, yeah i did a 50k around the neighborhood just uh 10k loops and during that, uh, fueled entirely on two 20-ounce Mountain Dews and a Milky Way. That's it. There you
0: go. There you go. Do you guys use uh, waffles? I know, Jason, you and I are Honey Stinger guys. Do you use their waffles? I do.
2: Actually. Now their waffles are delicious, both their caramel one and the vanilla one especially. So um, but again, they're kind of dry, so you kind of have to wash it down with something.
0: I will say I use their waffles more outside of training <laughs> than anything else. And I th- I cannot wait for it to warm up just a little bit more because I had this genius idea of making, taking salted caramel honey stingers and making s'mores out of them.
2: Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you give me a Reese's peanut butter cup a marshmallow and two salted caramel honey stingers. And I bet that's going to (laughs) be,
1: you know what we're going, we're going camping at the end of April. I may have
0: to try that out. It can't be bad. I mean, it really can't, or even just, you know what, if you really want to go way overboard with the chocolate, then get the chocolate ones. But I feel like the salted caramel ones would be a nice touch.
1: I do do too. I do too. And, And I actually had forgot about those. I actually use those in race situations a lot of times too. Well, and they're easy to carry. They like, they are and they don't break too bad. I think you have to, you had to put them in the right pockets. Yeah. Um. You know, because I remember I had one with me at um. I, I wanted to say, I almost said dark anchor, but at Seven Trails, and I went to eat it, and it was in like it was crumbled into like a thousand pieces <laughs> because I stuffed it like in the wrong place. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, those you things put it in
2: the, uh, should have put it in the chicken nugget pocket. <laughs> I should have. It would have remained safe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so, have you guys had the the beer flavored goo no i would never eat that <laughs> flavored Mm-mm. i feel like if you could get if i I definitely would not have it hot but I, I could probably do it if it was like just a little chilled maybe a little room temperature but
2: um Dude, that's when their gel stays the best is if it's like a cold day and they kind of get like a more solid consistency to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My least favorite thing about them, though, is how sticky they are.
2: Yes. Yeah, um, you, yeah. Uh,
0: the number of times I've been out on a long run and had to like peel them off of a vest on the inside <laughs> pocket because sometimes you don't get all of it out. Like it's, Yeah.
1: I've started bringing a baggie like a sandwich baggie just to mm-hmm. put the trash in for those because it's became such a pet peeve of mine mm-hmm. because it gets so, on your hand and like it won't come off I mean
2: I literally think you could lay brick <laughs> <laughs> so um one solution yeah you, uh, you might have to that is say still so like the, the still gels now in like larger like containers that you can put into like uh, like a soft flask and squeeze out the soft flask like a tube of toothpaste mm-hmm. that might be yeah, worth a good shot good. if you if you if you uh use a lot of uh gels usable
1: that's actually a pretty good idea
2: yeah and then we'll cut down on trash too of course yeah
1: yeah because yeah, i usually like i said i use to put all mine in like a in like a sandwich baggie and then at the end of the race i just throw them away mm-hmm. uh, i know at least at the in at the hundred milers i just change it out for more baggies usually mm-hmm. um, it just it plus it just helps keep me more organized too because then i know exactly where everything is in my pockets when i need to, to find something
0: what about non-traditional foods that you like i don't I, I guess outside of the box foods that that work well for you like for me oatmeal cream pies and frosted honey buns can't do
1: those either why not Frosted honey buns, like a freaking, uh, it's like X-lax, <laughs> you know? All right.
0: right. So Jason's calling dude wives after this to try to work on that sponsorship. Hey man, we just talked about shitting ourselves.
1: You <laughs> know, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, there's no way. I yeah, could this, do is,
2: this is the trail trash podcast. This is the real world of trail and ultra running that you it don't is. see on ESPN. It okay. is. No. Um.
1: But, but but, but, but seriously, though, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't do that stuff. What
0: so, so, I, so
2: so, what is the worst g i distress, if you will, that you've ever had on a ride?
0: Oh, we go in there. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I don't know what mine was. mine I like I can't well, okay, so it was no business, but that was all coming this way, not the other way, uh, up, not down. um I don't it, there was just one random training run. It was just like a random weekday. And I'm just out there just doing a normal little six mile loop or it's a one mile loop that I was doing six times. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, that's not a fart. That's a shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, And then I felt like, um, Jack Nicholson and in, in bucket list where they're on that plane and he goes, I never trust a fart. So, <laughs> so, But yeah, so thankfully it was like a, a cold day and no one else was out there. Um, I was a work from home employee at that point, which is kind of nice. I do kind of miss working from home some days for that regard. And you just stay in your run clothes and then you don't have to change anything or take stuff with you and all that stuff. But um, it wasn't necessarily caused by a food that I can remember anyway, because it was just a normal, like, okay, we got scratch. We'll be out here for an hour, just a a flask of scratch. And yeah.
1: Mom Mom was on a training run. Had to
0: find some leaves.
1: No, I was actually in, I was um, up the street from where I lived. I was probably about a mile and a half away from the house on a very busy street. Uh,
2: of course it was.
1: Nowhere to go. Um, it was like in the middle, it was like in the morning time. So there was a bazillion cars on there. Um, I think I ran some of my fastest miles ever recorded um i think i was cranking out like uh high sixes was that uh, was that today no no I, I was inside for that thank goodness um on the treadmill um I, I pulled that after three but anyway yeah i hauled it and i barely i mean barely got through the door it's a photo I, finish it was a photo finish and uh but when, i mean what was it, this I, huh when was this? I got to see, like, see the
0: Strava data for this one. <laughs>
1: you know, this was back in, it was, it's been probably a year and a half, two years ago. It was in the summertime. It was, it was warm outside because I was, I was wide open on, on Osborne <laughs> Lane, just, just cranking it out. I'm sure people were like watching me like, man, that dude's fast as hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I, I had nowhere to go. I mean, literally nowhere to go. The problem is, is there's like...
0: What would you have done if you couldn't make it home?
1: I mean, there were some contingencies. Uh, <laughs> like, like there's a bridge with like a, a creek. Uh, but it would have taken some massive maneuvering to had gotten down to an area where you could, you know... Uh, you know not Alex Honnold type shit but I mean you know I mean I would have had to do some some small climbing to get to a a secluded area but um
2: you don't realize how steep it is under those bridges oh yeah well you know but yeah
1: that's what that's what I would have had to have done probably um probably the one thing that the craziest thing I ever did um, was uh, I've never even told this story. This is a exclusive.
2: We got trail trash exclusive here, everybody. (laughs) I
1: had to, I had to pee really bad and uh, there was nowhere to pee, but there was this church that had like an enclosure where the AC unit was. (laughs) And uh, I peed there on a Sunday, like in the middle of service. Mm So I mean not not proud of it, but I mean, you know, there was nowhere else to go. Again, busy street.
0: <laughs> this was this was one of those. It wasn't necessarily a GI issue, but I was like, this could cause GI issues. You ever taken water, like been on a long run and ran out of water and just got it from a random spigot on like a side of a building? Never. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, uh, it, was, it was a. That's uh, some,
2: uh, that's some Vault State stuff right there.
0: It was a daycare down the road. It was, it's actually two miles from the house. Um, but I had some other loops I had to do. And I was like, you know what? It's hot. It was like a middle of June run in a typical Tennessee summer. And I was like, I am fresh out of water and I really don't want to run the two miles back home just to turn around and come and do all this back. Cause I was trying to back in my every single street days. Um, it's like you know what I was looking. So right across the street is a church, and I was I just happened to be right by the church. It's like there's got to be a spigot here somewhere. I'm walking all around this church trying to find it, and I look across the street and I'm like, that building's got one. It's a daycare, so I went over and I unhooked their hose, <laughs> turned it on and let it run. So it was um, not the hot water coming straight into my flask. Um, I was like, you know what, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be the best tasting water, or um, I'm going to have a story to tell later. so so one thing i did
1: one time was before all this stuff got built over by my house like before chick-fil-a was built and uh panda express and all that stuff there was there was a sidewalk that ran down memorial and so and i I know you guys probably don't remember where i live but i live over there near where the state farm building was here in murfreesboro so um, so I ran up a street then down, down another street, the street that where the, um, where the rec center is the big rec center here with the pool and the giant slide and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to run all the way down Memorial to Northfield, cut down Northfield hit, uh, you know, then hit, you know, then, then, then hit Las Casas Pike and come home it was a really hot day and I miscalculated how much water I needed. And uh, I was running, uh, I ran. So I like was in really bad shape and I ran by the Taco Bell and I had no money on me. And so I ran in there and I was like, can you guys please get me some water? Can I have some water please? And this guy looked at me and I know he had to think, he had to think that I looked like, I must've looked like death because he handed (laughs) me, He handed me a cup and he said, son, you get whatever you want with this, with this cup. And, uh, <laughs> so I did what any normal ultra runner would do. I filled that thing up with some Baja mountain Baja and, blast. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> and uh, I chugged down two of those things. And then I think I filled a flask with one <laughs> water in the other one. And I, I finished off my run, but yeah, that was probably the only time I ever
0: had to, um, use somebody's stuff and then jason being the guy he is went back and paid for the services that he was given i did not
1: (laughs) i did not but i have a story side story i'll tell y'all once we end it regarding that That i really don't want to say on camera (laughs) yes no um
0: go ahead
2: i was gonna say so the worst gi issue i had was at the 2019 mount mitchell challenge
1: waiting for it
2: um i don't know what it was i don't know what i didn't eat anything unusual I had a delicious dinner of buffalo wild wings the night before which i'd had before so it wasn't unusual woke up that morning and had my morning mountain dew and two cliff bars before the race so maybe it was just like the high sugar content of that but for whatever reason for the first Eight miles of that race, I had to stop by the trail and poop a total of six times. <laughs> Every time, it was just like, how do I have anything left to give it I don't know what is happening. And at that race, it was like, it was cold and wet. It was probably 30, 40 degrees, and it was just raining the whole time. And so, you know, that made, you know, getting clothes on and off just so much worse because of everything was just soaked and you're running in borderline hypothermic conditions, but man, that was brutal. And so I got, finally got, finally got leveled off after that, but got to, so I was running the marathon distance and I got to the turnaround and for what, but after that, I felt great. And so like on the way back down the mountain, I, uh, I called over 40 people, so I had a nice little 13-mile uh, kick, I guess. <laughs> do you ever, cover, do, do you ever carry modium? Modium? No.
0: Yeah, do you, no, you don't? No. No. You've already
2: established I hate carrying things, which sometimes, you know, works out, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: <laughs> Imodium and Tums, I almost always carry them. Never know.
2: Never. Yeah.
1: I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, you just don't know when it's going to hit and you got to be prepared a hundred percent for when it's, when it's, when it's going to, I mean, I remember the first Yeti race, uh, I made a mistake of holding it too long. Like I needed to go. <laughs> and, uh, and then when I finally did go, I mean, I've never, uh, I've never had a situation like that before in my life, but it was, was it, you know
0: was it dumb and dumber ask no no no
1: I mean it's you know it was we're talking you know it was it was solid you know and, and, and solid as uh solid as a, a moon rock and
2: probably was, uh, you know, were you using like a real toilet at this or was this just like oh no no no
1: no 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 this was this was uh coming down off of white top this was probably. Three or four miles where I DNF'd. Jeez, yeah, right there. So, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've 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 had some some close calls, but I've I've been fortunate where I've not had any any really bad situations. So
0: <laughs> fortunate, good for you, good for you. I'm glad you made it home for the photo finish. <laughs> what did what did the wife? Was she home for that finish? <laughs>
1: you know what she's gotten so used to uh me running in at warp speed uh because because like um most of the time it's because i have to pee really bad and so a lot of times i'll run in and not say a single word in this run straight to the bathroom like the other day I, I i had to pee like unbelievably bad and uh and i probably could have gotten away with going somewhere on the, on that, on the street, same street, same busy street. Um, but I felt like I could hold it, which was a mistake. Um,
0: it's a whole lot easier to take a knee and pray if you're just peeing.
1: Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Now, now, now though, I I have a few, I have some spots that if I have um, emergencies, I know where I can go. Um, a little further away from the house, but nothing close by. I mean, every, where I'm at is, is very, um, it's it's a whole lot of people. And it's very busy. There's always people walking up and down these streets. Um, so it's not like you can just step off and take a pee. You know, I mean, you have to really, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, families and kids walking, and you have to deal with that. High school kids as well, walking back from school because we're close to, four schools jeez, yeah walking so. distance mm-hmm. or three schools we have a walking distance of three schools pittered uh, oakland middle oakland high i mean so we're 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 super close to all those schools so but but yeah i i there was a few places i i i know now that i can utilize a little further away from the house
0: I think it's so funny that if you were to be doing that in Percy Warner, people would be like, oh, yeah, that happens. But, you know, you do it outside and you're just, or on a road and you'd be
1: like,
2: oh, my God.
0: You know, and that's the thing at Percy Warner, I don't. I've
1: rarely have done anything there. The most I have is, is is peed, and it was during the monkey. Most of the time I'm able
2: to just hold it to mm-hmm. you get to a facility there. hmm after his experience at the monkey and that dude that approached him, uh, he's probably hesitant to use that bathroom there ever again. Man, I, yeah, that was—he hasn't that, peed
0: since. That was a scary situation. He's—he's he's still holding it.
2: Well, you <laughs> know, if peeing your pants is cool, just call him Miles Davis.
1: But yeah, I—I I don't know. Like I said, I—my I, only complaint about that place is there's not enough bathrooms. Yeah. I, I feel like as, as busy it, as it is, there there needs to be more bathrooms out there. Even if they're
0: just regularly maintained porta johns Right. That they would have those at the trailheads on some of the... I mean, yeah, you know, they're, they're
2: not having those at the deep wells.
1: They do a deep well, and then they have the really nice one over there at the, the nature center. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to have some... In some of the more like trail crossing areas near the near some of the pavilions, um, mm-hmm. would, would probably be nice, but you know,
0: so preservation park, um, here in in Spring Hill has um running water at theirs, so they've got um two stalls in each one, uh, like they have a men's men's restroom and a women's restroom. I'm assuming the women's has two because the men's has a stall in a urinal, uh, but yeah, no, it's you know running water you can wash your hands there you can do all the stuff so um and hardly anyone ever goes there because it's still a pretty small relatively unknown park um kind of nice
2: Hordes yeah, of listeners are gonna flock there this weekend
0: let them flock all two up. of them <laughs> <laughs> john i'm gonna see your mom and dad out there this week <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's it, it you know i you know, that's the great thing, you, you know, going back to kind of what we enjoy doing. That's the great thing about trail running is, you know, you, especially on some of these more secluded trails, you know, you don't have to worry about, you can go to the bathroom whenever, and wherever you want, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, when Tyler and I backpacked out at Savage Golf, well, stone, stone door to Savage Golf. um, I mean, I think we maybe came across six people mm-hmm. the entire time from Stone Door all the way over to uh, Savage Gulf. I mean, it's just, you know, same thing, you know, e- even at Swanee, with as many people that's on the trail out there, you rarely really see a whole lot of people out there.
0: No, no, you really don't, especially when you get to certain parts. No, that. that salamander Salamander spot and all that stuff is not a lot of people there but you do have the outhouse there.
1: I've never used the outhouse.
2: Yeah, You can hmm. use it. I used to take pictures of that and tack mountain outpost in it.
0: Yeah. I remember that. And then they used to have the chair that said sit here or the bench that said sit here. Like on the Greenway part of it. Hmm. Oh, so.
1: Remember that. So are we, are we ready for the hot take portion of the sh-
2: show oh my Ooh, God! You I, got a hot I, take?
1: I mean, I, I thought there were a few hot takes. There, there
0: are some hot takes. Hot takes. Just mm-hmm.
1: off, Garrett.
0: Daylight savings time can burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Man, I mean, I, I, okay. I guess I should preface all that by saying, being on Central Time now, I appreciate Central Time mainly for sports because it's not a 10 9 30 start time for n- Monday night football it's it's you know a normal time or whatever time it is um but God I hate daylight savings time especially when we spring forward I like the time that I like it when the sun stays up later um so I appreciate Eastern time for daylight savings time but I cannot stand daylight savings time as a whole. I think Arizona's got it right like y'all other 49 are stupid we're not gonna change we're good. <laughs> I, well, think I, I, gonna,
1: I, I think we're going to I think we're going to quit that. Right. I think.
0: So I, if I remember right, Tennessee said, yes, they'll get rid of it. If the if like if it passes from whatever, like the like the, the president has to sign it. Um, because it's not I don't think it's state by state. I think there's some sort of federal that has to go into effect first. Hmm.
1: I thought that was happening. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of something else.
0: Well, no. So the, the it passed the Senate a couple of years ago, but it just kind of died. Um, but yeah, so we went to the next. check. Yeah. So it's it's still in the works that we were going to get rid of it. But then it's, you know, it, I think it poses a whole lot of other conundrums um, that people just may not may not think about. But honestly, the whole reason it started, my understanding is for farmers and ain't no one farming in the in the pitch black anymore because all farm equipment has lights uh and unless you're of a certain religion that doesn't use electricity
2: <laughs> Possibly. No. yeah i mean you still get the same amount of total daylight regardless but it's a it's an interesting thing though because uh, everyone wants to be like on the daylight saving time where we have like a later like sunset but studies are actually show that we benefit more from staying you know off of that
0: mm-hmm. i just prefer my extra hour in the evening than in the morning Because I don't need the sun to come up at 5.15. I don't mind it. No, Well, that's because your boomer self is up before the sun comes up anyway. Daylight savings time or not.
1: That's right. (laughs) You just like
0: to sit on the back porch with your coffee and your newspaper, doing your crossword puzzle, watching the sun come up.
1: I wish I got a newspaper. I guess I should probably subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) So I can live that dream. So... John do you, John do you have a hot take?
2: I got a hot take. Want to hear my hot take? What is it? So, in the Disney Channel or the Disney whatever show The Mandalorian. So, in the previous season, his starship, the Razor Crest was destroyed. So he had to get a new one, and his new one is a Naboo N-1 starfighter. All right, so I want to say that it is very, it is impractical for him to so have impractical. A starfighter over like the <laughs> razor crash. It's just so much smaller. There's no storage, there's no room to do anything, especially for like his longer like quests or missions or whatever. So that's my hot take.
0: I just see so those nothing, no storage
2: for like any of his like prisoners that he's going out and getting bounties on, right?
0: I just see those and I think Jar Jar, and I just can't help it. I think it's just yeah.
2: <laughs> What would you my, have? My, I mean, like he's flying around in this, like he's flying around it, like, yeah. like you know, like a light speed with like Grogu sitting in his lap but no seatbelt.
0: That's not safe. That's not safe at all. Probably texting and driving too.
2: One hundred percent.
0: No, I think I'd, I'd rather have a Y-wing than an than an Abu starfighter. I think, I think for me. My
1: hot takes. One of them has to do with that. Is I think Grogu is sandbagging. <laughs> I think uh, not to give away too much, but after watching this last week's episode, the dude, the dude has some abilities. Um, obviously, that I think he's holding back with Mando on. Well, I mean, um,
2: obviously he's force sensitive, and he's already undergone at least a little bit of training with you know Luke Skywalker at this point. Yeah,
1: he went through partial, partial training. He needs to do some more uh, training modules. (laughs) But the other, the other hot take I have is I think that Whataburger is overrated. I would agree with that.
2: Well, I mean, it's not bad. It's just not, it's just not up to the hype that's put out there, especially, uh, what I see from like all the Murfreesboro pages that I'm still a part of.
0: Look, if I, if, if, if I still lived in Burrow, I'd go to Fat Mo's before Whataburger.
1: Fat Mo's closed.
0: Did they? Re- oh man. Well, I guess I ain't going to Fat Mo's. I'd go to cookout before I went to Whataburger.
1: Oh, cookout's wide open right now.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause cookout, you can be, yeah, let me get a hamburger and I'll wash that down with a milkshake and a quesadilla and uh, <laughs> some chicken tenders, please. Uh, it would be $6.54.
2: For, for $2. quality of food at Cookout is just okay, but it's good if you're looking for like a cheat meal at like 4 a.m. because everything else mm-hmm. is closed because, you know, post-COVID now, everywhere it closes at like 10.
0: You know what else Cookout would be good for? A previous episode where we talked about Urban Ultras.
1: Well, it would be. Um, trying to do like would the what, Ultra. But did john i think we talked about this in a previous episode you weren't with us the night at percy warner where we ate at cookout after that run at like 10 o'clock were were you with us that night yeah that was a great night that was a fun one that was well it looks like garrett's being attacked so i guess we probably can end the show
0: yeah with our, our puppy sitting puppy is uh making an an appearance he keeps pawing at the door so I should probably relieve my wife alright well that
1: is I guess we will wrap it up that is it for this week's edition as always we appreciate everybody's support and we will talk soon peace out